Hi everyone and welcome to Across the Line with Chris Greatrich and Sidelf Tupas And today we have a very, very special guest The great Phil Young Husband of the Philippine Askels The longtime Askels captain has been generous with his time And shares to us uh, some of his uh, stories with his time with the national team And of course his career Yeah, really, really interesting interview with Phil Um... Like his brother, he likes to chat, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we covered um, some different topics to the one with um, that we had with James. Phil was um, speaking a lot about his time at Chelsea um, as, as a professional as he moved from the from the youth team into the first team. Um, was able to give some really interesting accounts with some big big name players. Um, talked about his time as a singer slash model slash. TV personality, so that was a really interesting insight from him. Um, and then he really opened up about his time with um, with Asian Cup, which obviously for him was a um, was a bittersweet tournament. So um, yeah, really, really insightful stuff from Phil, and um, I'm sure the viewers are going to love it. Well, it gets very emotional here on on this one. So a lot of happy moments, a lot of uh, sad moments as well that he shared in uh, this episode of Across the Line. So continue watching and uh, check out this episode. You can download the episode on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And you can also watch this episode on YouTube and continue subscribing and drop a comment so that uh, you know what we know what you want from us here and Across the Line. Hi, everyone. It's another Football Friday. Welcome to Across the Line with Chris Greatrich and Sidelf Tupas. And uh, we have another uh, brand new episode coming right up for you. But first of all, We'd uh, like to thank everyone for the response, uh, you know, for subscribing to us, for all the messages of support as uh, we went number one for a while on Apple Podcasts this, uh, on our debut week. It's such a, an overwhelming feeling and I'm pretty sure my partner shares that sentiment. Yeah, really overwhelming to, to receive such uh, a warm response to our first, uh, first week of the podcast. Um, yeah, to go number one worldwide with a, f- a football podcast, um, sports podcast was was a bit of a shock. But um, <laughs> yeah, nonetheless, really, really positive feedback. I think a lot of the Filipino football fans um, are really engaged with uh, with the show, and um, yeah, I-, I think it shows that the Philippine football public are, are, are praying to get this kind of information to receive these updates and uh, backstories on, on these stars and um, hopefully today will be another one of those episodes yes absolutely another uh, we have another great episode for you every, for everyone coming right up and of course probably it is our uh, an honor for us to uh, to have you know been accept, accept don't build this. them up too much okay that's, <laughs> okay, that's okay. way it's too like, much but he, he already has 108 caps and, and 52 goals for the Philippines right. a few more than me Oh uh, yeah, a just a few, more. few yeah. more than you, but <laughs> he's an icon, really iconic, very iconic. And uh, you know, we're we're very glad to have him on the show. And you, you introduced him. You were with him <laughs> in the car going here. I don't really want to give him too much of a build up. That was way too much. But <laughs> on the show, we have Philippine football top scorer, most caps, superstar, Phil Young husband. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. What, a, what an introduction. Um, I haven't scored, yeah, thank you for the introduction, but uh, I've scored more goals, but I haven't scored more important goals. That's very that's true. Very thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, well, you know, it, it's been a while since we had uh, Phil here in the country. Uh, you, you've been around. You've been busy. You've been yeah, busy. I just arrived back last week. Unfortunately, um, 
my wife and I, uh, we got food poisoning when we arrived back, <laughs> so we were out of commission for a f- few days, but uh, we're feeling a lot better now. Um, but yeah, we were away for, well, I was away for three months, um, Mags was away for four months, um, preparing for, for, for the special day, and uh, it, it was, yeah, it was an amazing day. And uh, um, I remember talking to Chris about um, wedding preparations in, in Bacola during, during, the, during the Suzuki Cup last year, and uh, he told me, you know, everything you put into it, it's all worth it for that one day. And uh, he, he was right, it was amazing, so I really enjoyed it, and I was glad Chris could be there. And uh, yeah, we had a little Askals reunion. Yeah, it was nice, so, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. It was Chad, nice. Chad, Rob, it was really nice. Yeah. Uh, um, I saw your interview with James. Uh, your, your, I think your invitation did get lost in the post. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to have another celebration. Yeah, yeah. No, that is true. Um, Mags and I did plan um, to... Um, we wanted to have something in England because that's where we grew up um, for close, you know, immediate family. Um, but then we, you know, we had always planned to have a celebration here where because we know, you know, it's quite a distance to travel from the Philippines to England and a lot of people be, have busy schedules so um, a lot of people can't make it so we do want to have a celebration here where you know all our friends and family in the Philippines can, can be there to celebrate you know what is a is a you know amazing achievement and occasion for for, for Mags and I well just to confirm uh, you know you can show everyone the ring <laughs> so just <laughs> to confirm yeah, uh, yeah it, it it's very it's <laughs> noticeable because he's like holding it <laughs> a lot of our fans will be disappointed now he's off the market yeah. what do you think? <laughs> but um i mean how did you find the day um i t- i didn't sleep i only slept about an hour yeah the actual day um there was, it was thunderstorms the night before yeah. um yeah i was awake at 4 or 5 a.m and there was lightning um de- rain uh, there was downpour of rain and um you know you're wondering oh and there's a lot of things going through your mind thinking you know you're thinking how you want the day to go you know how you, what you want to say and you're hoping it all goes you know it goes according to plan um so there's a lot on your mind and and i think yeah that's the main reason i couldn't sleep but um the actual day you know was amazing and you know i'd love to do it all over again um but i always felt like there was something to do you know obviously there's the the ceremony and then when you when, you're, when we arrive to the reception, then you've got to think about your speech, and then you've got to think about your first dance. So, you know, there's always something to think about, and there's never a point where you can actually sit back, relax, and, you know, really take it in. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't have done anything different. It was it was an amazing day, and it was, I think the m- one thing, you know, I took most from it was being able to sit on the top table and look at everyone and think, well, my family and friends are all here. And, uh, you know, it's, that wouldn't, you know, that won't often happen in your life where you can have all, the, you know, all your loved ones together in one room together, and um, that really, you know, um, that really, that's the probably the biggest memory I, t- I take from the day. Yeah, I, I, I was driving up because we drove up on the day, Sam and I, my wife and I, and we were driving up, and it was awful. The weather was so bad; it'd been bad all week, hadn't it? And the night before, yeah. especially, huge thunderstorms. I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a bad, <laughs> bad day. Because obviously Sam, Sam was involved with um, with uh, Mags's uh, bachelorette. She'd been involved quite, you know, yeah. constant co- um, communication with her throughout the wedding. So you know, we knew how meticulously planned this event was yeah. going to be. But it was all predicated on having you know the weather being compliant. Yeah. And uh, driving up, we're like, this is going to be a disaster. This is going to be an absolute disaster. But I literally, I think we arrived at the hotel. We met with um, Rob Gear. Um, and his wife and I remember going downstairs we got changed 
had a drink and this was probably at around about midday one o'clock something like that and the weather just completely changed it was glorious blue sunshine skies, yeah. blue sky you wouldn't cloud in the sky so uh yeah, lucky stars thank you yeah. lucky stars <laughs> that you managed to get wow. uh, yeah, the yeah. perfect day yeah it was uh yeah it was amazing and uh but we will we'll definitely have um a celebration here in the philippines is he going to be invited to that one he, he will be yeah you sure <laughs> wow it, it looks like the he, he's having second thoughts now. <laughs> he's not sure mate sure. i don't think you're coming to that one either uh, i'm gonna come up with you know i'm, I'm gonna go there and act like I want to interview everyone. So <laughs> just, I, I just show up. Yeah. Just get a question. It'll be fun. Where, where, but but uh, I want, I'm, I'm really curious uh, what the setting of, of the wedding was like. Where was it? And, and you know, well, it was in Kent, um, Kent in England. Um, it was just, it was about it's about an hour and fifteen minutes away from central London. Um, it was a you know quintessential quintessentially English wedding. Um, it was a big English manor house, um, and then we had a, a marquee outside. Um, it was a church wedding, and the, the church, one thing we wanted to make sure we had with, with our wedding was the, the church would be on the same grounds as, as the reception. Um, so after the church, you just have like a nice walk to the, the walled gardens, and um, that's where we had the canapes, and then from the canapes, you move on to, to the marquee by the house, but it was, um, yeah, Kent's known as the, the Garden of England, so it's a, a lot of um, it's a lot of countryside, um, but yeah, a lot of green, a lot of grass, a lot of trees, and um, no, it was just it was just we tried to you know we, it was very English, but we tried to bring in that element of the Filipino side. We had a Filipino choir sing at the church. Um, we also tried to yeah just bring in as much Filipino culture as, and Filipino traditions as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Did the, you know, did you share the entire love story and the and the reception or? Um, well, with my speech, yeah. Um, I, I gave a brief, a brief, uh, <laughs> a brief story. Yeah, I told a brief story of how how Mags and I met. How um, I'd actually met Mags's family, all of her brothers, her dad. You know, before I'd actually met Mags. So Mags was one of the the last. She was the last person I met in in the family. So, uh, and James talked about how he, he'd met Mags before, yeah. a, few yeah. year, a couple of years before I'd actually met Mags. Yeah, she brought that up on the show, yeah, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he yeah. Said, that went down like a lead balloon. People, people were thinking he was making some sort of assumptions yeah, there. Yeah, that, well, yeah. well, I could have got there first, but yeah. I don't think that was the case, James. <laughs> it was James's delivery that, yeah. that gave that away. But um, but no, I, you know, um, uh, yeah, I just told her the story. We met in the Philippines, you know, 7,000 miles away from where we actually grew up. We only grew up about an hour away from each other in England. Um, up until yeah, up until I moved to the Philippines. So uh, the fact we meet seven thousand miles away in 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 Manila, it's um it's crazy. And yeah, we only lived seven 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 kilometer seventy miles away from each other in England. So um yeah, it's funny how 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 the world works. They, they had a big production there. Um, so I think we were saying in in James's episode, they had a um you, you did you fly in um or did someone come in and and, and do the like the, yeah, the videography yeah, actually, um, and then, uh, yeah, the photography and stuff um originally um we had we hired a photographer and videographer from yeah. from england um and then and then we spoke to nice print photo from from the philippines a big yeah production company right. in the in here in here in the philippines and yeah. um yeah i mean we we spoke and we found a way that yeah that they they could be in, involved in involved in the wedding yeah. and it actually worked out really nicely because they they captured moments that that you know our our other photographer and yeah. video may may have not have captured so 
um i mean the more cameras the better right yeah. so from different angles um different moments and uh um yeah so we had we had quite maybe three or four three or four people with cameras yeah um during the day um more on mags than than myself i mean <laughs> but um well yeah, were, you, were you expecting like a big hello magazine like full on <laughs> spread yeah. like 10 page spread but it looks like it, it looks like I'm, I'm looking forward to it the, yeah yeah well we haven't received all the photos yet oh, really? we've right, only okay. received um during the day we'd go off and do photos with mags and with, with mags and i and um and uh we've received those photos back but in terms of the photos of our guests and and some of the more candid moments we haven't really received the, we haven't received those those photos yet so we're still waiting okay so the hard part now after the wedding married life <laughs> yeah married life <laughs> Well, yeah it's going for i mean it's it's i feel proud you know very proud um that i'm married to mag so um i think i've yeah i've just got a, a more more confident aura about myself and uh um no it's it's nice it's lovely and i'm very proud to call call you know introduce mags as mrs young husband as my wife and it's we, we need to really clear this lovely. up because your brother weren't sure <laughs> when he came yeah. on he was like we, we, are you going to be is it margaret young husband it's margaret young husband. is it yes yes you look like someone would have a double barreled last name <laughs> doesn't, doesn't he well we, it'd be too long though if you've got oh, mate, young way husband. too young you've got 12 letters in in young way, husband already so way too to add, to add way another too four letters i think plus the hyphen it would be uh, yeah, i think uh, okay our children would be or mags yeah. would be when she's filling out forms, she'd be there for half the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not enough spaces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow, so, so. Uh, yeah, it's great for him to be back here and uh, you know, just not playing, of course, right now. Uh, just yep. watching a lot of football, though. Yeah, um, you know, taking time to reflect. Um, the last, I'd say, year of football, you know, it's taken its toll on me and there's been some, you know, some, it's been a bit of a roller coaster of a rise, some, some good moments, but also some, some some difficult moments and uh, I'm just taking the time right now to reflect and in, enjoy football. Um, I was able to watch the Champions League final last year, uh, last season, um, went to watch Celtic in Scotland and been watching a lot of football on TV and it's, and, um, it's actually just nice to be, you know, be, be on the outside looking in rather than being directly affected by, you know, some of, some of the challenges that go on in, in, in Philippine football. So, um, so it's nice. Um, obviously looking forward to watching my brother play for Ceres <laughs> um, you know um, still keeping track of the national team um, obviously friends and teammates are, um, are still involved so it's um, it's uh, yeah I'm just enjoying reminding myself you know why I fell in love with the game because you know I feel sometimes you know in the Philippine, Philippine football landscape there, there are moments that you know try and pull you away from the sport and uh and um, you know, I'm trying to find a way to, to stay around around the around the game. Yes, you're still very young, but you've got a lot of uh, you know, 108 caps already. So you're, yeah, you know, we might see a comeback hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, still um, need to uh, yeah talk to a lot of people. Um, there's certain things you know. It's in you. I'm, I'm married now. You know, I've got different goals to you know my life now feels the the older I get the more I feel my life's about making sure other people are okay rather than myself you know when you're younger you're thinking okay what's my career going to be what am I going to do but now I'm I'm more I'm a lot more concerned about what my wife's doing what Kerry's doing what James is doing you know I want to make sure they're my pro they're my priority you know they've always been my priority but um I, I don't think about myself too much you know I'm not worried about myself I'm more I'm more worried about you know my 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 family 
Uh, talking about the Oscars, you've uh, watched the first window uh, of. Uh I wasn't able to watch the games. Obviously, I've been following the game, following the results. Every time there's a goal, following the game. Um, I mean, yeah, Syria is a difficult game. Always, uh, they're a tough team. And then Guam, you know, that's an away playing, playing away to to get four one's a good result, good scoreline. So, I think we're in an okay position and. Um, from what I hear, you know, it wasn't our best performance, but that just shows, you know, we've got room to improve and imagine how we can do when we do play well. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, you know, we've see, it's we've got always got room to improve, and I think uh, we're in an okay position right now, and hopefully we can go on to do do well. How, how does it feel for you being away from the team? Because we have a WhatsApp group with a few of us, and yeah. I think this this last camp, you know, without yourself, without um, James, um, it's almost like the the last stand, the last bastion of uh, uh, Philippine football with, of, of sort of our generation is, is is moved on now. Yeah, how, how has it felt for you, sort of not being a part of that group? Is it did it feel strange, sort of not um, seeing you or your brother in, involved in that squad? I've, well, I've been quite busy recently. Yeah, so um, I think when you know you you have time alone and when you haven't got much to do, you know. You, certain things pop into your head and you know you will think about those things but I haven't really had no. the, I haven't really had the time to really think about think about you know what, what's going on and what would happen if I was there or, mm. you know, so um, no it hasn't it hasn't felt that that different it hasn't felt weird um, also when I do hear about the traveling going on it does you know, make me appreciate not being on those flights. <laughs> I think what, one of, one of the difficult things about being with the national team is 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 traveling. Yeah. You know, you know in 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 um, we, we spoke to Paul Scholes. You know, when yeah. he was here for the Clear Dream match, and he said the reason he, he part of the reason he retired from England was the, the travel. You know, he didn't. It's it's it takes its toll on you. And um, traveling with the national team, you know, during international breaks when you're doing three or four flights, it, it's very difficult, and you're not with your family. Um, and I know I feel like you know there's been moments where I've missed out on spending time with my family and now I get to be able to do that yeah um, you know who knows maybe in a few months or in a year's time you know I'll, I'll feel like oh no I could do those flights again or do the traveling but right now you know I'm actually quite thankful um, I'm not on a plane you know I've I'm actually quite well, fearful, you know, the more flights I've been on, you know, you feel a bit more turbulence. It's quite scary being on a mm. plane nowadays. And, uh, and you hear all these stories watching the news. It's, you know, it's quite frightening. So I'm actually thankful that I'm, you know, on the ground with my family, yeah. being able to spend time with them, do things with them, go and watch my sister's tennis. You know, I'm actually very thankful for that. And then, and then I'm ha happy to look online and see the, the team doing well. You Cause, know? Yeah, because I mean, one of the things that we've, we've discussed before um, is you're, you are synonymous with the ASCALs. I mean, quintessential ASCAL, really, in, in, in many respects. I always wondered if, when you moved away from the national team, if, if you would lose your identity, or you, you would feel in yourself you've lost your identity a little bit. Um, but it sounds as though that's not, not, not the case at all. No. I mean, it's only, I mean, the, we had the, the camp, the national team had the camp in Thailand, yeah. and they've had two games. So it hasn't been... You know, it hasn't been like three or four tournaments. Right. You know, it hasn't been a a long period. It's, it's still a short period of time. So, um, who knows how I'll feel? You know, after three, two, three or four tournaments. Yeah. You know, if if I'm if I am not involved, um, but 
um, right now, you know, I haven't felt it. It's um, it's been okay. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah. okay. But he's still he's still in the list, in the list for <laughs> qualifiers. So it's okay. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he can get cold up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still eating well and uh, exercising, so um, you know, I'm not. Just in so case you get the call up, case. you're ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the last time I think he kicked the ball was in his wedding, right? When the ball when the ball was bouncing around the, the garden. Yeah, I think that was the last <laughs> time actually. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and and right now, um, you know, a lot of the the people don't really, you know, uh, James has shared a bit of it, and uh, you know, the this the, how did you start with the national team in the Sea Games? How were you called up? story like that because James touched on it a little bit but you, you have your own story yeah I mean we uh, yeah 2005 Sea Games um, um, I remember well when we got the call up we were, at, we were at in the Chelsea changing room actually a couple of weeks before we got the call up and I remember some of the players saying oh why don't you play for the Philipp Philippines that would be amazing if you play for the Philippines and then two weeks later um the academy director because we were still with the youth team at that time um he called us into his office and said the philippines have contacted us and asked if you want to um, play for the philippines um and um we had to understand the rules of um because if you play a full international game it, you um concede the fact you can uh, you can play for for england as well um but obviously we spoke about it with our mum and we we were so proud to be called up for the Philippines mm -hmm. that we thought this is a fantastic opportunity um, and we did a little bit of research online looking at the players um, obviously seeing Chris at the 2004 Tiger Cup seeing Chad mm -hmm. go yep. at the 2004 Tiger Cup watched a few of the highlights and um, no we thought this would be an amazing opportunity so yeah we decided to we thought oh yeah let's play. we want to play for the Philippines and then um, I remember my mum throwing me a debut Right, only females in the Philippines have debuts. Their 18th birthdays. Yep. But my mum thought, oh, I'd be nice to throw, throw Phil a debut. So uh, I'm doing the 18 roses, the 18 dances. <laughs> um, and then I remember Domica and Coach Harris being there and presenting us, me and James, with the, the national team jersey and just announcing that we would be we'd be playing for the Philippines in the upcoming sea games so but yeah that my mum threw me a huge so this is this is 18th birthday so this is in, in this is in Manila right so this is, would have been I'd assume off season at Chelsea yes it was you're, the so you're here on vacation yes it's the summer. off season yeah. Chelsea so your brother's already had his 18th and he hasn't had a debut no no he hasn't no? had a debut he hasn't but, had um, one. my mum <laughs> my mum thought it'd be nice to, uh, yeah throw me oh I, I think from from when I was young I've always said mum dad can I have a party and um We've only had one or two part, um, part, big parties. Yeah. It would usually be quite quiet on our birthdays, but right. um, I think my mum thought, you know, Phil's always been asking for a, a nice, a big birthday <laughs> party. That she thought, oh, let's throw him a debut with a national team coach. <laughs> yeah, Love that. Exactly. Yeah. Who, who were there aside from? Uh, coach it was Harry? pretty much my yeah, my 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 family. Um, and here, in, big, here yeah, in, Manila. in Manila, it was in Manila. It was in I think it was in in Chamorros area. Um, and I remember coming in on a on a. In a horse and carriage, <laughs> my mum was treating me like a lovely little princess. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Where are these pictures? That's what I want to know. And um, and um, and my brother gave. I think my brother actually did mention in the wedding speech that his previous speech he gave for me was at this debut. Ah, yes. Okay. And yeah, my yeah, brother yeah. gave a few words, but said well said a few words, but it, I mean his speech lasted fifteen seconds. 
And in his wedding speech, he actually promised this speech, the wedding speech would last longer than the 15 seconds of, of my debut <laughs> speech. Um, but yeah, so I did, I did the, the, dan- the 18 dances, the, the 18 <laughs> roses, and uh, um, but I, I really enjoyed it. But that, 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 was, um, that was, yeah, that was the summer before, before yeah. um, the SEA Games. SEA Games was November, December. Yeah, yeah so that was like Bacolod. middle of the year. Yeah, that was the middle of the year. And then obviously we went to play for the national team later on in the year. Yeah. Um, and the thing there is that it wasn't even his birthday because he it was right before my birthday yeah it was an advance because my <laughs> birthday's in august so it was probably june july time so it was my it was my debut shocking revelation it's <laughs> not the show again but yeah i came in on a horse and carriage and uh, had the confetti throw as i walked through on my own um so yeah so but that was prior to the prior playing to the for the Wow! During the Sea Games, but the Sea Games was yeah, it was it was amazing. I what mean, can you remember of it? Um, I can remember. It's so funny. I was saying to when you spoke about. I was watching the show yeah. the day of my with my brother. Thanks. And when <laughs> when you spoke when James was describing it, I remember saying to Mags, the stadium was so packed. I could. I've never seen it like that. Maybe Mongolia. Maybe yeah. Mongolia yeah. in two thousand eleven. Um, that's the only other time it could compare to that. But at a time when football was n- not even that big, you know, it wasn't yeah. that big, but they were able to draw in crowds where people were climbing trees. You can, uh, the gates beside the, the grandstand, it was, it was packed, it was full. Um, you know, I've never seen, that's why I'm, I'm, I wonder how we, ca- we can't do that now. Mm. Um, at a time when, yeah, when football wasn't, you know, the Filipino public weren't so much aware of of the of, of football, um, and I wonder, you know, where that where that goes. But when I when I, when I do think about that tournament, I think about the the, the packed stadium. Mm. Think about playing if meeting the um, um, GMA, Gloria, yeah, yeah, the president, and um, and yeah, for us at that time when you know we didn't know much about politics and we were during the get right before the game you're going up into the grandstand if the players are lining up this you know this is something you see when 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 professional teams in england meet 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 the queen or yeah. meet the princes the princes of england and for us so for us to do that you know that was a huge you know a huge moment for us and yeah. um um but yeah f- when i look back on that i do remember the games but I, i'll never take a you know the thing i take most from it is the number of people in the stadium yeah. and you know, I wonder what, what you know, if they, if they could do that for the, for that, you know, for that specific tournament and yeah. the Sea Games, we, we should be able to do that all the time. You know, pack, yeah. pack the stand, pack, pack the stadium, and, uh, um, but yeah, it was. Um, I think you know when when you see that, you think, oh, it's always going to be like this. Yeah. But then you know, um, then you we experienced a few tournaments, you know, out of the country and then in Manila and then. And then you realise, oh no, it's you know, it's it's not quite the same. Yeah, <laughs> it was a magical time. Yeah, and that's yeah. where we first met, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where we first met. Um, <laughs> just time a, a young Sadel, <laughs> a young, yeah. young Phil as well. Yeah, yeah. And and then uh, yeah, in the interview with James, you were mentioned how you know, well, you were supposed to come. Yeah, out as yeah. Well. So I was supposed to come out, but obviously I was in America at the time. But I, I got the the updates through my brother because obviously my brother Phil was out. Yeah. At the time, and yeah, I remember just guys in the trees watching the game and I was thinking wow this is absolutely yeah, yeah, incredible yeah. and imagine what it's going to be like 
the next opportunity that I get to come to the Philippines, yeah, I yeah. want to be playing in, in yeah, that. Yeah. But like you said, it was it was strange that I think when we went the following year, that there was I think the, the, was, the yeah, crowd was, was, okay. was, was still okay. there. But like you said, it, it does make you wonder why the level of pandemonium at that time was just absolutely through the roof. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm not sure whether that was just due to the fact that, you know, the Sea Games obviously as, as a as yeah, a whole competition course, yeah. was there and like James was alluding to, there were other events yeah. in, yeah. in, in Bacola at the time. So maybe that was just why yeah. it resonated and a lot with the, is a football with city, the, right? with the community. Yeah, but, yeah. but but that the the football game, the, their game against Thailand was the, the game that started everything for the Sea Games. So mm. football competitions start ahead. That's right. Yeah. In in the, uh, during the Sea Games yeah. and uh, the following year was the AFF qualifiers where, uh, you, yeah. yeah, you guys played again and then uh, that was a good follow up to you know um, having the Sea Games there because you at least the crowd already knows some of you guys. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a good tournament as well. I mean, yeah. Um, at that time we didn't really. I think Chris probably had a better idea of the the prestige of of the of the AFF championships of that There was no sponsor at that time. There yeah, was no there was sponsor. No sponsor yeah. Yeah. So it would have been t- Tiger Cup, the tournament before, and then, then what we now Suzuki, know is Suzuki yeah. Cup, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, at that time, we didn't know, you know, how big of a tournament it was in Southeast Asia, but um, obviously to, we just, we wanted to win the games and do as the, the best we could for the country. And then, um, unfortunately, I, I missed that. that. Well, that was the first time we played with Chris mm. and uh, and we actually did really well. And, um, but unfortunately, yeah, I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't make the trip out to. Yeah. What was it in Malaysia? No, Thailand. 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 Sorry, Thailand. Thailand yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't make the trip because club won't let you go. Yeah, that time. Yeah, I think they thought it was best just to stay at that time. Yeah. So we're now into sort of November, December, two thousand and six. Yeah. Pirate, and Pirate, then yeah. January two thousand was the qualifier. So we qualifier, had a, we had yeah. like a month um, month layover. So we 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 struck up a really good rapport, didn't we? That group. Um, sort of a, a little bit of a carryover from the previous Sea Games. Um, myself interjected. I think um, Antok Gonzalez yeah. um, Ali. came in to Ali the Burmay, squad, yeah. uh, but he was already in the Sea Games, so he was already yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, so, so with those additions, so yeah. I came Alvin in. Acampo, I, yeah, yeah, so we all we all came in, and I think we had a really good uh, mix of, of um, sort of youthful exuberance mixed in with some. I think Antok, yeah. you know, a bit more experience in there yeah. as well. So I think building into that, I think we had a really, really good campaign. Obviously, we lost the first game to Laos to one. one. Two, uh, I think I scored, my, first, yeah, I scored yeah. my first goal, and then then after that, it was we 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 really clicked into yeah, gear. Yeah. It would be East Timor seven zero. Yeah. You got your first international goal in that game. Four, yeah. Um, I think that was off the back of a little bit of pressure because I remember them writing about us after the first game. It was sort of, we'd fired a few blanks. We'd missed a few chances. I remember the press coming out and being yeah. a little bit critical. I remember before the game, we were like, no, we're going we're gonna to come out firing. And, you know, seven goals, you know, we, we, we beat them handily. And then beat Cambodia 1-0. One, one yeah, Ali yeah. Penalty. Ali, Ali Penalty. We played well, actually. I think yeah. we did play quite well. And then the final game, I think you hit a brace against Brunei. Yeah. Right, correct. we won 4-1, 4-1, something like that. So building into that that next competition, the, the Thailand um, AFF finals, I think we were set up for a really good yeah. campaign. But obviously you weren't there. But people probably won't know the necessary the sort of the reasoning behind that and, and, and why you weren't allowed to. Because you were still at Chelsea at the time. Yeah. But your brother at this point had been released. He wasn't with the club. That was 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I think James came Just into came into came to Bacolod without a. He was he was, he was already sorry. Yeah. Okay, maybe yeah, maybe you're yeah. correct. Maybe you're right. Yeah. So you but you were at Chelsea at the time. Yep. So, what, so what, yeah. So what was one of the reasons? on you not been able to uh, go? Well, I just because the uh, the qualifiers was only we were, we were gone for about I was out the uh, we were out for about a month. Yeah. And obviously during that that was what October November. Yeah. yeah November. Yeah. So I'd already been out for a month and yeah. then to go away again for another two three weeks yeah. during January only a few months later. Yeah. I think it was too much time away from from Chelsea at the time. Yeah. Um. So I think they just thought. Yeah, you've been away. You know, you, you want to be competing and showing showing the coaches here. You know, you know what you can do. Rather, you know, rather than being away for yeah, that would be a total of two months. You'd be away. Yeah. So it's it's not good for your for your club club career. And so at that point, you would have had what six months left on your contract. What was that? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. January. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had six months left on my contract, so it was a critical, critical. time for me um, to to yeah try and push for for another contract. Um, so yeah, so that that was that was probably yeah that well, I think you know better than me. <laughs> yeah. So and around that so, time was I think you were potentially talking about going on loan. Was that to right? LA Galaxy? Yes. Right. I'd been to LA Galaxy in 2007. Mm-hmm. I trained with them for a week, um, and then I was supposed to go back. Well, then I went back in 2008. Right. Um, and how did that come about? That came about. I'm not sure the the who was the contact at that time. Um, Frank Harnison was helping me a lot at that right. time. Um, he was the director of football at the time? Uh, he was di- we saw the director, yeah, director of football, director of youth football right. at the time. And um, and yeah, he, yeah, he had a contact. And basically what I wanted to do was go on loan mm-hmm. just to experience first team football. Yeah. Um, because of the time difference, you know, the communication was, it was long, it was prolonged. A bit. Right longer than it should have been um and then um they eventually offered a like a full-time contract um for a youth player right so, yeah, i was 20 20 at the time right and so um but this salary at the time was the salary for the three years was less than what my year at chelsea was right so basically chelsea said you know it, it's not even it's not enough for you to 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 sort of live on out there right. so so um you'd be pretty much be spending all your money yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they were they were spending uh, so much on david beckham's salary. well yeah. what, what bex was supposed to come the month later okay yeah so i was gonna i would have been there in june yeah and bex came in july um okay. so um so yeah so it would have been a good opportunity to play with with with, with bex at the time but it just we just thought oh no it'd be best to Right, best to do an extra year here and find a, you know, if you get another year at Chelsea, right, then it's better that for you personally than signing three years and maybe yeah having a difficult time out in America. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So decided to stay stay at Chelsea. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, and then I came here. Yeah. So that you signed an additional year though, right? So after that summer, you stayed on an additional year. My contract ended two thousand eight. Yeah, so you yep. did another after two. So you signed another year's professional contract Until, uh, from 2007 to 2008 yes, yes, season. Yep, signed another year. How, uh, for for those who sort of don't understand, Chelsea is we know it now was very different to how Chelsea were when you were growing up. Yeah. But around that this sort of time, 2007, 2008, we're now going into that sort of period where they are spending a lot of money on yep. big world class superstars, and. You know, you're rubbing shoulders with these types of players. So yeah. 
how did you sort of find your where did you sort of put yourself in that sort of pecking order now you're in the sort of in and around the first team yeah. um i know you went on pre-season with 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 the first team you know, how did you find it with the likes of you know frank lampards and and you know these sort of big name players yeah Shevchenko. um so, <laughs> yeah it's i mean I, I found it quite it was quite surreal at the time and quite intimidating because the way at the time i was growing up then you know Premier League football players were built as celebrities yeah. because Sky was exposing football to yeah. every day, you know. So you know these were not just football players; these are high-profile, high-profile celebrities that you're seeing every day in the paper, every yeah. day on the TV. So you know to be walking, you know, down the hall and then crossing past, you know, bumping shoulders with them, you know, it's it's quite it's quite surreal and thinking, you know, am, am I am I here in person or am I seeing this on the TV? You know. Yeah. That sort of thing. So it can be quite intimidating, yeah. you know, because there are big personalities. And I think the ones that really do well are so, like the Roonies, the ones who do well when they're young, they're so mentally strong and then yeah. they can block that out where, you know, everyone's normal to them and yeah. they're, they're the superstar and they, they can, you know, they can perform to their maximum because they think they know I'm the best. Yeah. But growing up in an environment, you know, where these are the best players in the world, you know, these are playing at the, he's playing in the World Cups and mm -hmm. in Champions League in the Champions Leagues, you know, it's, it is quite, it is quite intimidating. It can be Did quite you find it daunting? Um, when you're on the football pitch, not so much, but when you're, when you're in, in, in the training ground, in the changing know, rooms. and you go into the canteen and yeah. changing rooms, you know, it, it can be, it can be quite daunting and it can be quite intimidating. But when you're on the football pitch, you know, you're just focusing not on football yeah. and thinking about football. Um, but um, no, it was, a, it was a good time for me to be there because I was, we were on, I was under Jose Mourinho, yeah. I was under Brendan, Rod Brendan Rogers, yeah. Academy Director Neil Bath and John Terry, Frank Lampard, Arjun Robben, Joe Cole, you yeah. know, best players in the world yeah. are there and I'm, you know, I'm learning my trade with them. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was, it was, as you said, when I, when I first joined, you know, there was, it was, it was before the Abramovich time. Yeah. And then to, and then when I, when I was coming towards the end of my contract, you know, you've, Chelsea, one of the best teams in the world. Yeah. So there was a lot of what a lot went on during that time, and um, a lot of new faces were coming in all the time. But I remember that when I when I was finally released, yeah. um, I was with Brendan and um, Frank Arneson, and they, they they you know they said it in quite a nice way. He said, you know, you need to be playing first team football. You're 20 years old, 21 yeah. years old, and you're right now you've got Didier Jogba ahead of you. You've got Andrei Shevchenko ahead of yeah. you. So it's going to be difficult for you to get ahead of them. You know, but just you need a bit. to be playing. <laughs> just a bit, yeah. But you need to be playing first team football. Yeah. So you know that's why. And then they said that's why we feel you know it's better. You, you try and find a, a club. Did, did you feel like that a breakthrough was ever imminent? You know, like I know you went on the preseason tour, and, yeah. and then I remember there was a couple of articles where you played reserve team games, and people yeah, yeah. were really singing your praises. Yeah. Um, but that's very different between playing one in the reserve team game and really breaking yeah, yeah. into the first. I team. think there's there's always hope. There's always yeah. the hope. You know, you, you hear stories. If people, you know, who, who, you see, I remember seeing a photo of, is it Jamie Vardy and Harry Kane on the bench? Yeah, at Leicester. Yeah, Leicester, and yeah. you know, and now look at them now, you know. So there's always the hope, you know, one good game can change anything. Yeah, you know, you have one good game in reserves, and then you get, or a few good games, score some goals, and the next thing they put you on the bench in the first team, and then you come on, who knows, you could score a goal, you know, yeah. you could, you know, you, you never know in football. So yeah. I think there's always that, that little bit of hope, and. Um, and I think that's what keeps you going, you know, because right. if, if you felt there was no hope, you wouldn't even bother. Yeah. 
so um but yeah there was always that little bit of hope that you know if something goes my way i could i could do all right him yeah he, he scored a handful of goals for the reserve team he had like like one free kick that went on a you know play of the day something like that yeah uh, sports, right? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, Begovic, yeah. yeah 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 so who, who i'm interested in who among the the high profile guys you you had struck a relationship or a friendship with i think all the english first team players um they were always really good to the young boys so yeah. the john terry's the frank lampards the joe coles they you know they were always they would always communicate with you and you know make you feel like you were part of the team you know make you feel like you know you're 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 already with you know, you're with them so yeah. you know strike up a conversation ask how the philippines was or um I remember having, yeah, Jose Mourinho would ask me about the Philippines after I started playing for the Philippines. He'd ask me about the Philippines and Didier Drogba had a conversation with him about him being from Africa and yeah. then, um, playing in the Philippines. So, you know, um, it was um, some good stories, um, had some good conversations. But yeah, it was probably more the the, the English boys that you, you could relate with and and you could have a good conversation with. Um, and that, and just having like just having a few words with them made you feel, made you feel, you know, you could felt it meant the world to me. So, um, I was um, it was a good environment to be in, as I said. But it did obviously the pathway was more difficult. But you know, the learning learning with the best players around all the time was you know was also was a positive. Yeah, I mean, like I'm looking at the Chelsea team as we know it now, and they're they're known for sending all their players out on loan. You know, their loan network is is worth tens if not hundreds of millions of yeah. pounds and obviously you were kind of in that in that space a little bit but I think did you go to you went to Scandinavia didn't you and played I went a few to Denmark. games you went to Denmark yeah I went to Denmark um, I actually got a back injury at the time that was a loan deal yeah um, and actually Joe Lucena that was the team Joe Lucena played for yeah that's um, right. Yeah. So, what was that again? Is it Elsh? Espia. Espia. But he, he was yeah. there. Was he there? He no. wasn't there at the time. No. I did meet his dad. Um, his dad popped over because his dad was living there. Yeah. But I think Jerry was at a different club at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was there for six months. Um, unfortunately, I, yeah, I got a back injury. But that was um, one of the difficult things I think for young players growing up at the top clubs is the environment they're in mm. at the top clubs. And then having to go change environment to a team who, d who doesn't have the best training facilities in the world, you know, doesn't have the best pitch in the world, you know, who doesn't get all the, all, you know, the best food given to them every day, the best drinks. Um, it is very difficult to, to go from that environment to another environment. So, I mean, you often talk, hear the English pundits, they talk about, you know, a lot of the youth players are spoiled now. Yeah. And, you know, and um, I think that can make it difficult for young players you know if they have to go down a level to go back up it's very difficult for when they go down a level uh, because they're not used to the environment that you know that they've they're used that they're used to um growing up at the one of the top clubs but do you wish you had that opportunity like i look at mason mount for example or um you know tammy abrahams who would have been in your shoes yeah. you know and and they dropped down into the championship you know forged a great career for themselves uh, at that level and then stepped up and are now yeah. you know playing regularly in yeah. Frank Lampard's um, first team like do you do you wish that you had that opportunity because I, I know speaking to you at the time it, it didn't seem like there were that many avenues yeah. for you to pursue well we I mean me and my brother we felt at the time the, the time we were there was a transitional period for Chelsea right and we felt probably a few years below is where they really started to create a better pathway for 
for youth players. So who's that like? The, the, the Josh McEachern type? No, more, more the Scott Sinclairs. Okay, yeah, yeah who's yeah. two years below yeah, okay. Ryan Bertrand. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, um, yeah. That those that that year group where the youth team had a better platform to to do well, and other clubs could see them doing well, and they right. could go out on loan. Whereas players at our age and above the chance of going on loan or well, Chelsea players going on loan there wasn't as many opportunities why was that at the t- I don't I just think I just think maybe it was the infrastructure at the club yeah um, but Chelsea were building towards that and the people right. they brought in obviously it improved every year and it got yeah. better and better and I think the that the couple of years below us is where the year where they sort of this is the year we can really concentrate on where we can start on building the right pathway for, right. for the youth players where was we were sort of you know left behind yeah um so um but now now you see all the players going on loan but at least they're going on loan you know and they're, they're playing first team mm. football whereas at our age we've you know not a lot of players went on loan at yeah. that time how, how do you summarize your your chelsea career um I, I sometimes look at how far you progress within that system and think bloody hell you got through some really good players to get to that level and, yeah. and obviously you, you reach the ceiling where like you said there's it, no shame in being behind Didier Drogba and Andrei Shevchenko you know two of the greatest strikers yeah. to, you know of, of our generation yeah. so do, do you see it as a success your, your time there or, or do you see it as you know ultimately I, I didn't make the grade at that yeah. club I, I wouldn't look at it as a I wouldn't look at either of those I, th- I look at it as a, a learning curve a learning right. period and I think that education has helped me to where I am today right and being able to do what I have done here in here in the Philippines yeah. you know, without that education I wouldn't have been able to do it right um, so for me it's you know it's helped me at, you know it's helped me in, in amazing in tremendous ways yeah um, you know had I gone somewhere else you know my pathway could have been different but I still feel everything I've learned everything I had learned at Chelsea you know brought me to where where I am today and I'm more than happy with, with where I've ended up yeah yeah, after Chelsea, yeah. you, uh, I think you got a call up uh, back here for for the AFF uh, uh, AFC Challenge yeah. qualifier. Well, during my last, I still had two months left on my contract, yeah. and um, I did have the opportunity to go on loan. It was either go on loan or come to play in the Challenge Cup. Where was that? Gillingham. Oh, I was really? Gillingham okay. at the time, yeah, to go on loan at Gillingham. That's um, in Kent. That's in Kent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's not far from yeah. where, where where Mags's family's from. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that would have been that would have been League One at the time, right? Um, Why didn't you go? Because it was either that or go to the, play for the Philippines, okay. and I chose to play for the Philippines. Being when I was at Chelsea, at Chelsea, the chance to play for the national team, I was so excited to come. I was, you know, I'd look forward to it more than anything, and more than anything in the world, I'd look forward to playing for the national team, and that's why I was given the opportunity to go on loan or. Play for uh, play for the national team, and, and more than anything, I wanted to play for the national team. Career move—that's not the that's not the best. No, decision. no, <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. Especially when my contract's coming. I knew yeah. my contract was coming to an end. Yeah, but I just I'd been looking forward to coming to play for the Philippines for so for since I knew the tournament, we were in the tournament. That be- I f- because you missed a whole lot of 2007. Yeah, because I didn't play. Yeah, and there was no tournaments from then. Yeah, on. no yes. tournaments after January. I think nothing. After nothing. yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, so I hadn't played for since well, two thousand and six. Yeah. So the, the opportunity in two thousand eight to play, I, I wasn't going to miss it. And had my dad been alive, yeah, he may have said no, Phil. 
you're going to Gillingham. Yeah. You're going to work on playing, you know, trying to build your career here in England. Yeah. But he wasn't around at that time and I wanted to do the thing that I knew I would have enjoyed the most. So, and, that, and that's what I did. Yeah. So, and is, is also part of your rationale behind that decision due to what you saw with your brother? Because obviously he, he had a bit of a, as he, he alluded to in his, yeah. in his episode, that he sort of bounced around, he'd gone club to club, you know, obviously going down to Gillingham, it would have put you in the, in the shop window potentially to get an, a, a move either to them or to someone yeah, else. Yeah. But it's, it's a drop down, yeah. you know, it's a drop down in levels. And then it's almost an extended trial period, I'm guessing, at that point. Um, to, sorry. to go to Gillingham on loan would almost be an extended trial yeah, period yeah, yeah. or, you know, really just trying to put yourself in the shop yeah, window yeah, yeah. To, to get a move somewhere else. So, um, you know, is that also in the back of your mind, kind of what happened with your brother, um, you know, not, not being able to latch on to a, to a professional club? Yeah, in I think that, that was a, a big reason. I didn't want to go through what my brother went yeah. through. Um, you know, I, I went, through, I went through that journey with my brother. You know, we lived together. Um, so all the, he, he, I mean, he went to quite a few clubs and... Yeah. You know, it broke my heart when when he was maybe they he told you the Shrewsbury story. Yeah, that, yeah you know that, those sort of things. They break. You know, I'm his brother, so it breaks my heart. So I didn't want to go through that. And yeah. you know, he, but it, he didn't say that it broke your heart. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he would never know because I'd never let, let him know. But um, but you know, I think in my subconscious, you know, I I took that in. Yeah. And automatically, my decision is I'm staying well away from from that area, and, yeah. and I'm going to where I know I'm going to be happy. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, definitely think that was that was that was in me, and that was part a big part of the reason why um, I made the decision to go to the Philippines. Yeah. And when I went to the Philippines, I didn't go back to England. Yeah, I think that's that's something that a lot of football fans don't really recognise or acknowledge, because that's that's a hell of a decision to make. You might not have thought it at the time because you're just thinking, I just want to get out of this and I want to just do yeah. something that I enjoy in the short term, you know, get that dopamine hit because you want to be, um, you know, part of something that you enjoy. But definitely from a career move, it does not make sense one bit. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense one bit. Yeah. But If I was advising my son right now... You would do the opposite. I would do the opposite. <laughs> but, but also, maybe not. Maybe as a father, yeah, yeah. you would say, listen, Phil, do, do what makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. And, but... I, I think also that shows your passion and your enthusiasm for wanting to suit up for the national team. You know, we've had this, this is a running theme really, because Shrocky yeah. said the same, um, your brother said the same. And I think that shows the level of uh, of attraction and the level of pull yeah. that, that the national team holds. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people sort of glaze over the fact that, oh yeah, playing for the national team, you know, they're just here for the celebrity or they're here because they want to have an extended vacation or whatever. Like, I, I know, because obviously I know you guys fairly well, but the, the pull of pulling on that shirt is so strong. Yeah. It's so strong. And it makes you make potentially bad decisions. <laughs> you know, in your case, not, not the most, um, perhaps the best in terms of your long-term career, but it's something that you wanted to do yeah, because yeah. A, you enjoyed it and probably also, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you, you have extreme pride in, in representing the national team. Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, how many how many people within football have we seen they've come for the national team and they've ended up staying you know or they've come to philippine football and they've ended up staying when yeah. you know they, they have no affiliation with the country you know or affiliation with philippine football but they end up staying there's yeah. something that draws you in and pulls you in and yeah i can't you know put my finger on what exactly what it is but you know is as you say there, there's something that, that draws you in yeah if you want to catch the second episode of his uh, two-part special subscribe to us on youtube download our episodes on apple podcasts and on spotify also drop a comment para tuloy-tuloy itong across the line